0: yeah, basically, so that we can study how to treat them if they were to happen naturally. yeah, but the fact that that now we know that we can intentionally design very dangerous flus, it seems like how far are we away from a point where that can be done at a laboratory that is not regulated and is owned or run by a small group of crazy
1: people? Well, to be fair, I think I think that is inclusive of my number one concern, apocalyptic bird flu. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that apocalyptic
0: bird flu uh, and and intentionally weaponized bird, uh, intentionally weaponized uh, artificial flu are kind of two separate things. Just like weaponized hemorrhagic fever is is different. All
1: right, I mean, I'm gonna go with one and one A then. I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna mess around my whole list. <laughs> just 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 for that one little observation well you made. uh
0: and in general like that's that's something that scares me a lot uh and so i want to make sure that it's also scaring you because if, if it's scaring me and it's not scaring you then there's definitely something wrong
1: that's great to hear thank you for um thank you for that <laughs> feedback um about me as a person uh i have another question for you hank it comes from chrissy who asks dear john and hank I've just listened to one of your podcasts where you were talking about how they have discovered water on Mars and how that means there is a possibility of life there. My question is, how do we know that if there is life on Mars, it would be dependent upon water like we are? Wouldn't it be possible that they would be completely different from any other life form we know of? Um,
0: yeah, I, this is so this is a question that I've I've thought you know, spent a fair amount of time talking about it. It's also another science question. I feel like we've had a lot of questions that could be answered with science this podcast. So I appreciate that. Cause it means that I will talk more and John will talk less. Unless you, John, want to take this one.
1: No, <laughs> thank you though.
0: Chemistry works best, first of all, in a liquid. Liquids uh, are... They, they have a lot of different interactions between all of the particles in the liquid. So all the molecules and atoms in the liquids will interact more frequently. Uh, and so liquid chemistry just a lot more gets done than in a gas where... Particles run into each other less often, or in a solid where they don't move around; they all stay in the same place in the same same order. So, liquid chemistry is just good chemistry, and we think that in order for life to happen, at the moment, like we think that in order for life to happen, there has to be good chemistry happening. So, if we're saying that the life is based on chemistry and not on something else weird like plasma physics or something like that, uh, then we're gonna we're focused on liquids, and water is a particularly good liquid for uh, this kind of chemistry to happen because it, uh, it is polar and thus many different things can dissolve in it. Uh, so stuff's really good at dissolving in water, uh, particularly uh, various carbon compounds that uh, we think that are, are, are sort of the basis of how our life works. But in general, there's just lots of stuff that can dissolve in water. And at, like certainly all of life on Earth is based on water chemistry but we think that water chemistry is just sort of the 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 kind of chemistry that can have the most interesting uh like the, the most like interesting products you can just get a lot you can get a lot out of water chemistry now there's also the possibility that much different pressures and temperatures then you have like liquid uh methane which you can have uh maybe some kind of interesting chemistry going on there but methane is nonpolar, so less stuff can dissolve in it but still some co- stuff can